Amazing. Sir, so it's co- coming to something which I am really passionate about, which is spirituality. Wow. I have always had this urge of asking questions because you know spirituality is something which you can't. You just seek. You go as as deep as you go into it, and you go more and more questions. Yes. Somebody yes. at the age of, you know, somebody where I am, can have a lot of different questions and doubts when it comes to spirituality. So, I always wanted to ask these questions. So. Uh, one thing which I want to ask you, and which I, which this is also my perspective, that how important is it to understand? Firstly, you know, understanding spirituality is also something which no, not everyone can do. When you read about it, not everyone can process that information. So, how important is it to understand, to read about spirituality, so that you can make better, better decisions, and also practice it, especially at the age of young age, at the age of you know twenties, because. Spirituality is usually seen as people who you practice that only after the age of 40 or 50 when you have nothing else to do. So, something on that, sir. I'm so glad you asked this particular question. And you know, I'm on a personal mission to actually guide the whole youth of our particular country and mm-hmm. all the world towards spirituality. Believe me, I've been very, very lucky as I told you that I've been part of a spiritual family thanks to my father, mm-hmm. thanks to Chinmaya Mission. Spirituality has been a part of our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, as a child, I have meditated. And you know, my meditation has been wow. also part of my Reading scriptures, you know, right from the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads has been part of my life. So, if you're lucky to be born in a family where spirituality is practiced, hats off, thank your stars, thank your Punya Karmas, thank your parents, thank your Gurus. If you're not, it doesn't matter. You can always start mm. and make a spiritual background around yourself. So spirituality is not about an age. Spirituality is about mm. saying that let me connect to God. In fact, in our country, spirituality started even before you were born. Correct. So people say it's post-retirement, it's a fun idea. It is not a post-retirement activity that you do uh, when you have nothing to do and especially your body is uh, aging towards death. No, 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 no. Spirituality is a way of life. Mm. So there was a person who uh, actually was a spiritual counsellor and uh, one woman came to her and said that when do I start spirituality for my child? How old is a child? Isn't it, uh, he's only six years old. Like, six years old? You're not even got him into spirituality. Run, run, run home. You're already six years late. Mm. In fact, in India, we had a concept called as Garbha Samskari or prenatal education. So what used to happen even when the child was born? Actually, the mother used to read scriptures, you know, yes, certain, yes, certain yes. part. Even happens today, right. they don't know the reason for it. So, you know, we, do, we don't want just a child, but we want a child who actually is spiritual in nature. Luckily for us, especially the youth of this generation, since you're asking, the National Youth Day of India is celebrated on the birthday of Swami Vivekananda. Or oh. many youth know it. Yeah, of yeah. uh, February is Valentine's Day. But how many of us know 12th of January is a very, very important day for India. It's National Youth Day. It is the birthday of Swami Vivekananda. Yeah. And what a man. He's my role model. You know, as a college-going youngster like anybody else, he had spirituality introduced into a life because of his guru, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. <coughs> but let me tell you, he was very scientific in temperament. He was argumentative and by the way, he's physically fit, handsome. Mm-hmm. He never believed in God and all those things. But the reality is that he got a mentor, he got a guru. He got friends with whom he could discuss, the 12-15 friends the, who were actually also the devotees of Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. And think about it, that man, that young person who died at 39, I mean his life was over, he created an institution, inspired the whole generation to fight for the freedom of India. How does it happen? So let me tell you the first thing, if you are 
a youth who wants to get into spirituality, that is the biggest decision you can ever make. So, so if you are 20 and you are going to spirituality, good thought, don't kill it. Mm. People I want to advise you, you know, this is post-retirement activity, they don't understand. Mm. They have already lost their life. I'll give an example. Uh, you know, my son Arjun is uh, in second standard. My daughter is in fourth standard, Anvikshiki. My wife Sureka. My whole family, I mean, you I mean, we enjoy every moment of life. We are only successful and also spiritually grounded. Mm. So, let me give an example. So, I remember uh, I had gone to Ramakrishna Mission Ashram in Khar, Mumbai. And uh, there's a Swamiji, Swami Nikleshwaranji, amazing youth leader. I think you should watch his videos, Swami Nikleshwaranji, Ramakrishna Mission. So I took him and there was a one and a half hour lecture. And I went over there, I was listening <clears throat> and my son Arjun was sitting over here. Can you believe? He was sitting there very calm, maybe he did not understand everything. Swamiji were telling stories and this and all that. After the one and a half hours, uh, we got up and we were going. One person was sitting next to me, very old person, said, you know, what are you doing with your child? I said, what happened? Mm. Saying that this is not the age for him to come to an ashram. I said, okay. <laughs> Why do you think so? Saying that, no, this is all meant for, you know, people who are retired. Mm. I said, that you are first of all coming to an ashram and telling this. But you should be feeling guilty that yes. you never came to an ashram when you were a child. Okay. And by the way, my children enjoy spirituality. It is not a very dry subject. It is not a very unpractical thing. Spirituality is like a foundation. It's a foundation. So I would say the youth should do two, three things to get into the spiritual thing. Number one, have an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Don't go into the spiritual path alone. Mm-hmm. Well, you feel lonely. I remember when I was in my college, I was almost like a single person. Others were not around. They like, Baba mm-hmm. So you feel odd you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody is deeply spiritual, they yes. don't accept it. Yes. And especially our generation was the post-British era, where you know, being spiritual are like, eh, mm-hmm. you are unscientific. No? Think about it. Correct, Spirituality correct. means unscientific, being unpractical. It's not true. What I used to do, I have a group of young boys and girls from Chinmaya Mission. So, we are part of a youth group called Chinmaya Yuva Kendra. Okay. So, when you get into that system, you are not feeling alone. So, there are many along the way. So, if possible, become a part of a youth group or create a youth group which is interested in spirituality. Hmm. Start reading books, discussing, and you know, discussion makes your ideas about spirituality much better. Hmm. If possible, try to get a spiritual guru or become a part of a spiritual organization. Hundreds of spiritual organizations in every particular place in this particular country. Associate with them, make it a weekly commitment to actually pro- probably one and a half hours every week because everybody's busy, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. whatever comfortable, maybe I know of groups which meet on Sunday, okay. take up a book, you know, maybe Bhagavad Gita or whatever you believe in. I know of a group which actually takes Artha Shastra as a book mm-hmm. and they say, okay, leadership from a spiritual angle. Mm-hmm. Because Chanakya told, you know, you need to become a Raja Rishi. You're a Raja and also a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And what is the whole Vidya? How does, how does it get self control? Indriya Jaya. So this is a group which is not just talking about spirituality for moksha. Here is a youth group which is actually discussing spirituality to become a leader. leader. So coming back, welcome to the world of spirituality, but create a group around you, find a mentor, find a guru, mm. a spiritual organization, and be on the path for a long time. You may have a lot of discussions, argument, that's fine, that's a part of spirituality. In fact, our culture says that debate and discussions gives you more clarity. Right. Welcome to the world of spirituality where you'll get clarity about yourself and everything else mm. around you. Amazing, sir. So, uh, if if somebody is meditating, okay, if somebody uh, practices meditation every day or you know three or four days a week, how do you how do you, how can somebody know whether it's the it's they're doing it right? Yeah. So meditation also, if you have a guru, it helps. Mm-hmm. Again, I come back to the one thing 
Chandra Gupta may be a great leader, mm. but for me, he without Chanakaran. So what I'm saying, meditation, in fact, everything in this world is about saying that take an expert opinion. Mm. So mm. if you look at medicine also, if you go to a medical shop, they say, you know, where is the prescription? Mm. I don't think that you, know, you should have it just because you feel it. <coughs> in the same way, any subject in the world, be it yoga, mm. you can also say, you know, have a yoga teacher. So you have a meditation teacher. Correct. So you can watch YouTube videos and all those things you can get in. I'm nothing wrong in that. The initial thing is you can do it alone. And your meditations and all. So you can go through the prakriya, the method, the systems and all that. But there are two ways of knowing whether you are spiritually progressing. Especially in the field of meditation. What's meditation? So meditation is something that you do with your mind, right? Calming your mind, calming your body. Over a period of a time, it develops into a way you can understand yourself, you can read yourself. Mm. So if I have to look at you know almost 40 years in the field of spirituality, I say today if I look at Radha Krishna Pillai maybe 5 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, am I better? Am I more calm and quiet? So you know, I'm a very very hot tempered person. Mm. <laughs> But I started realizing that, okay, you can be uh, by Sobhava very rajasik, as I say, very activity oriented. But you know, today when anything comes in, because of my meditation activities, I'm aware that mm-hmm. anger is coming to me. Sometimes I have to use anger. But that time I'm not getting angry, I'm consciously using anger as a tool. So for the external world, they say, okay, this person is almost doing the same, but internally you know. And the real answer is that you yourself will know how spiritually you are progressing. Correct. Or your teacher will tell you, listen, now you are spiritually progressing. An external person can tell you or internal person can tell you. But meditation like anything else also evolves. So you know there are practices in Buddhism, there are practices in Jainism. You start with basic mantras and things. But you know meditation is the highest level that you reach in spirituality. Mm. When you are with yourself and family for and finally merge with the ultimate God or whatever you call. Okay, so so uh, I want to ask you one question on uh, you know small businesses. Yeah. So uh, how much is the relevance of Chanakya's learnings on small businesses? Because corporates, we can you know they are big, they are big companies, structured, defined, lot of people. But when you talk about small businesses, not a lot of employees maybe, not a lot of skills as well. People are growing and learning. So how? How can how relevant and appropriate are Chanakya's learnings for a small business? So businesses uh, who are big, which are big multinationals, mm. they are once upon a time small. Correct. <laughs> so nobody becomes uh, big in day one. So the question is not about whether it's small or big. The question is about whether the business has got good leadership. Correct. That's where Chanakya comes in. Mm-hmm. So today we talk about Infosys, but maybe 30 years ago nobody knew about Infosys. They started mm-hmm. as a small group. Don't worry whether you are small or big. Worry whether your organization <coughs> is building leadership qualities. Correct. And that's where Chanakya comes in. He was a Raja Guru, he was a leadership guru, he was a mm-hmm. kingmaker. So what is the relevance? I say that if you are starting a business, okay, do it with the right attitude of building an organization. Mm-hmm. If you are a small group, you may have 10 people working with you. But are you demonstrating leadership qualities? Mm-hmm. So it is not about the size, it's about whether you are thinking right. Okay. Because a lot of things will change because if you look at probably the Tata group, you know, I am fortunate and we are all fortunate. We actually see an organization in India which has survived 150 years. Mm-hmm. It's not a small organization, the founders are gone. Mm-hmm. The organization continues to grow. Today Tata is in every field that you can think. You know, as you see, you know, Namak se leke ahava jaha jahas 
they are from maybe salt to an aeroplane, yeah, TCS, Tata Motors, and how many challenges they must have gone through. You know, they have seen World War I and World War IIs. They have seen, you know, a crisis within the organization, outside the world, you know, and Air India was suddenly becoming, taken over by the government, became nationalized. Yeah. What do you do? But what is important is that when you look at Tata, you say it's leadership through trust. Mm. So that's an organization. So what I'm saying is that if you're small and today a lot of entrepreneurs are moving in, I say that you know, along with developing your business, please develop your leadership qualities. Correct. And Janaki has got a method for it. Okay. Because he takes a young boy who doesn't understand what yes, a kingdom is. He's a village boy. His mother is not even educated. As they call as a Darsi Putra, a very humble background. Mm. So this particular person, mother is also not educated, Chanakya becomes a huge leadership quality in him. Hmm. And then he trains you up to become one of the greatest emperors of all time. So if you want to build an organization or a business, please develop your leadership qualities right. first. Right. Okay. So, uh, so one very different kind of a thing which I have in mind is that humans tend to pick up bad things very quickly. So yeah. there are no classes or there is no uh, you know uh, commitment of a teacher to uh, make a human learn about yeah. vices. Yeah. Maybe theft or yeah. or drinking or smoking. But when we talk about something like developing good habits, waking up early, staying fit, eating right, and spirituality, we tend to take a lot of time to learn that with an open mind and also to implement it. So why is that so? And how can we change that? Sure, falling down is easy. You know, you're on the top, you're the bottom. There is no effort. But the climbing up is difficult. Mm. So you know, there's a beautiful Sanskrit um, saying that you know. Your journey is actually from Dhara to Radha. Mm -hmm. So you know what is Dhara? Mm -hmm. It is basically flowing down. So a stream flowing down is called Dhara. It doesn't require any efforts. Gravitation will take care. <laughs> so you know it just go down. Yes. But yes, to yes. climb up the hill is Radha. Dhara becomes Ulta. Uh -huh. And that's where the saying becomes go towards Lord. So Radha becoming a devotee of Krishna. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of effort. So if you look at it, it is saying that oh, oh, if you look at a bar, Maybe mm -hmm. where alcohol is sold, liquor is sold, it doesn't advertise, people yes. go there. <laughs> but a milkman has to come to your house to deliver it. <laughs> you know, how many people go to yes, the exactly. So you know, it requires effort for good things to happen. But the problem is always in the mind. You know, we just need to take the first step. Our problem is we become lazy on the first step. Mm -hmm. If you take the first step, believe me, 50% of the work is done. And once it becomes a habit, it becomes a naturality. Right. So you know, if you decide to start, you know, waking up at maybe five o'clock in the morning, and what time do you wake up? Seven o'clock. Listen, don't start at five. Okay? If you wake up at seven o'clock, can you at least try waking up by six thirty? Right. Take small baby steps. But what happens is that the moment you say, okay, I am able to get up at six thirty, the body will push you. You remember the original mm -hmm. thing was to get up at five right. o'clock. Then you say, okay, let me take another baby step. Can you get up at six o'clock? So now from 7 o'clock you're getting up at 6.30 and now 6 o'clock somewhere and you feel nice. Yes, you feel confident and you get clarity. Exactly. And if you're lazy, you feel bad and you keep cursing yourself, become negative. But the moment you achieve that one baby step, wow, and the next baby step. So the, the formula that I always give is remember the first 5 seconds. Mm. What are the first 5 seconds formula? So that if a thought comes to you, so you have to get up. That thought, whether it's implemented or no, the decision making in your mind happens for 5 seconds. Five seconds. If you get up in the 5 seconds, you are out. Mm -hmm. But if you say, nah, yeah, it's okay, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So just push yourself in that 5 seconds okay. only. Okay. Believe me. And then once it becomes a habit, it becomes difficult. I, like, I've been exercising, meditating for the last um, like, so many years. 
in fact, it's the other way around. The day I don't exercise, the day I don't meditate, is the day I feel bad. <laughs> so once you reach the habit stage, from an initiative stage, everything is done. And once you start getting the results, as well. absolutely. So people are going to be fit. They'll be fit for hours. So, but if you want to be fit, push yourself. Mm -hmm. Five second rule, and you'll be successful. That's absolutely true. So, uh, so uh, something on storytelling from Chanakya's learnings. Yeah. In fact, all of us love storytelling, right? Yes. All of us like to listen to stories. I think there is something very much deep in each one of us, across the globe, across generations, across age groups, that we love to listen to stories. Yes, definitely. And that's the greatest way of transferring knowledge and wisdom also. See, uh, we had this whole concept of Dada Dadi ki kahaniya. Unfortunately, it stopped. I tell all the Dada Dadis, Naranis, please start telling stories. So, no, 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 the YouTube is there. You are getting into YouTube, but yes. they want you. So, I think, what is storytelling? It's actually taking an idea and making it bigger through characters. Mm -hmm. And believe me, we get hooked onto a story rather than a theory. Yes, so, if I tell you XYZ and formulas of an A is equal to B C square, I said, okay, fine. It's very abstract. Do you create a concept around us? There's a monkey and there's a tree, and okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you, it's not only small little children, but even the oldest person likes to listen to stories. Mm, mm, mm. And if you want to be a good speaker, if you want to be a good trainer, I'm a good businessman, be a good storyteller. Yes, yes. That's if you're a teacher, you can be very boring in the class because you're just showing formulas. But if you start telling stories, believe me, your attendance in the class will grow as a teacher. Mm. So, storytelling is a quality, it's a skill, and it's an attitude. Develop all of them. Because even in boardrooms, you know, when we um, it becomes very boring, and I'll say, I go and introduce a story. And a story need not be about the past, it can be what we call case studies, you know. Mm, yes, so, yes. I'm telling you about Tata right now, 150 years, it's a story yes, for you. Yes. If I'm talking about a small startup entrepreneur of OYO, that's a story for you. Correct. So, I can visualize. So, if I'm not able to relate to it, I need to tell it in a story format. Makes it easy to understand. Exactly. Yes. And interesting, imaginative, and sometimes entertaining. Mm. So the one thing which I had in mind is that you know when we talk about back in the day when very years and years from today, being a Brahmin son was considered yeah. as you know a very fortunate thing. Yes. You know, uh, you know having having birth in a family which is very uh, prestigious or you know uh, holds a pedestal is considered to be a yes. very big thing. But today, in different careers, in different domains, if you become first, let's say if you become an actor and your your father is an actor, mm -hmm. if you become a doctor and your father is a doctor, if you have a business which is your family business, mm -hmm. it's usually looked down on. You know, when we talk about nepotism as well. So, why is this so? And should we should we have that same mentality, or should we should we take take it as a gift which we have in acknowledge? Sure. I'm so glad you asked this particular question because there's so much confusion. Please understand. You know, human beings across generations, as a society, we need to classify the society. Mm. Now, what is the meaning of classification versus division? Mm. What happens is that, let's say you have a company, okay, in a very simple way. So, you will have, let's say, a group of people who are at the leadership level, what we call the board, you know. Then we have probably departments. So, you know, there will be an IT department, there will be social media department, if you are manufacturing, you know, there will be different places, there is a shop floor, mm -hmm. then there will be sales and marketing department, there will be finance department. Good or bad? <coughs> good or bad? It's good. No, it is required. It's required. Yeah. It's not about good or bad. That's a requirement of a company. Yes, the company yes. grows, an organization yeah. grows, and the government of India will have probably one ministry and the second ministry and certain departments. Now, you replace this example by society. Mm -hmm. The whole society will have what we call as different level of people. So who are the Brahmanas? 
Brahmanas are the thinkers, then the Vaishyas, then we have the uh, Shudras, then we have the uh, Kshatriyas. The, these are all the Vedic Paramparas. Who are the Brahmanas? The Brahmanas are the thinkers, the scholars, the teachers. So they were also, their focus was only to study, learn, do experiment. Actually, I call this on the R&D department of a society. <laughs> they're supposed to do research and all this. The Kshatriyas are like, you know, <coughs> the people are ready to fight for you, the soldiers, yes. you know, the army guys, the administrators and all those things, the kings, the, the politicians. Yeah, for the Vaishya, the businessmen, mm-hmm. okay, so people who create the wealth for the society. And Shudra is actually one very great Sanskrit scholar told me this. One of the interpretation of Shudra, we consider it very negatively, is Sudravya. Shudra. What is the interpretation? So the Dravya means metals. Mm-hmm. Okay? The one who made good craft, Su is good, you know, Suresh, Sushila. Mm-hmm. So Dravya. Dravyum ke sajo kaam karta hai. Mm. So it's okay, so I don't understand the logic mm. whether it's right or wrong, but it's all right. somebody who is a worker class, who is mm. making something beautiful, the craftsmen, the artisans, I said, wow, he may not be as intelligent, he may not understand, but he makes the best craft. So if you look at the Correct. workmen, they may not be strategic, so the strategic guys are the Brahmanas. The people who create, so finance is so we'll, okay, we'll get the funding Correct. for you. So those are the finance guys who are the Vaishyas. Then the other people say, okay, paisa aage, you have an idea, but who's going to make it happen? So you okay, let's do it. Mm. And then they were workers. Like, Come on. And in every organization, this classification will always be there. Yeah. The problem comes in when we start saying that, you know, if you are a Brahmana, you should only continue to be a Brahmana. Yes, a child should be a Brahmana. And I said, okay, if there's a Brahmana whose son is a Brahmana, actually it's good. Because you already have got trained within your yes, family. Exactly. So if a doctor's son is a doctor, it's good. But the, but the point here is that whether he is a capable doctor, he should not be pushed into it. Mm-hmm. So what is it called? It's called, it is not classification by birth, it is classification by quality. Mm-hmm. Got it. I know Got of it. A, a family in Kerala which is seven generation Ayurvedic doctors. Oh, wow. And the seventh generation is globally famous. So he says, I'm proud to be from a family owner. And doesn't mean he is not interested or he's yes, not qualified. He's already an MD and he's traveled across the globe, studied in the best and said, I'm going to continue. Now the thing is that the capability and the interest in your parents period also. And in fact, you should be better than your parents. Mm, now, if you are not, and let's say, I'm born in a Brahmana family, but I'm not interested in teaching profession. Maybe I want to create wealth. That means by Sobhava, you actually want to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. And if you continue a Brahmana, you actually make the knowledge commercial. <laughs> yes. That's not sometimes good unless Correct. you want to capitalize on the knowledge created. Correct. So what is very important is that it is the ability and the capability that makes you. But I'll tell you something very interesting. Now that would be a different dimension to your question. Sure. If you're born in a family, there's a reason for it. Okay, now we have to go back to the concept of Purvajan. Mm-hmm. So the nature's law is that if you're born in a particular family, so let's say, probably you had a desire to become a businessman, but mm-hmm. in that particular body, so maybe you'll be born in a wealthy okay. family. Correct, correct. So there are a lot of cases, I don't know if you've seen this movie called Om Shanti Om. Yes, yes. So yes. if you look at it, Shah Rukh Khan is a small actor and he wants to be a superstar. And he dies in some accident mm-hmm. and all those things. But he's born in the one, number one director's family as a son mm-hmm. and he becomes a superstar. So I'm telling you, this whole classification of being a Brahman or not depends on your desire and problems from other birth. And maybe you are born in a particular family, but you don't want to be there, it's okay. okay. So that's why probably we have been lucky as a generation and thanks to Indian constitution, mm-hmm. you are free to choose your profession. Correct, correct, correct. So if you are born in a doctor's family, I know, you know, Ranveer, uh, yes. YouTuber, Veer yes. Biceps, 
Ranveer is born in a family of doctors. His father, his mother, his sister, and he's a very highly qualified engineer. Mm. Okay, he's a highly qualified engineer. So he's actually from a very so-called, you know, respected family in that particular field. But when Ranveer took up this whole uh, choice of getting a YouTuber, probably saying, "Ye kya hota hai karta hai?" Nobody would understand the value of this. But today. He is actually a big personal skill, so it is not a, uh, no very rigid that you have to continue. He found his passion. So it's a core competency, core competency of your own self. You focus on that, and on the basis of capability, you define your. Absolutely, and let me also tell you: within every person, there is a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya. So I'll give you an example. When I'm studying, uh, I am not a Brahmana, and when I'm, you know, probably doing something, I'm a Kshatriya. So let's organize a sports event. Let's go and learn in the college. Let's do all that. So that I'm a Kshatriya. Then I'm managing finances. Correct. Okay, so I'm a Vaishya. And when I don't, there's nobody available. But I will put up the chairs and everything. Maybe I'll do that. So this Brahmana is not doing. My own work is only thinking. Predominantly, you may be a thinker, but you should not delittle the other things. So coming back, if you are born in whichever family, like I've been very fortunate that my father is an author. I became a natural author. In fact, interestingly, I'm not even a trained writer. But you know, so पूर्व जगह में बोलो, genetics बोलो, DNA बोलो. So I'm successful because of my parents. So let us understand whatever family you are born in. Okay. Respect that, respect your elders. So you know, sometimes people say, "Ye kya hai?" It's so sad to see that you know we deal with our parents. I know of a guy who comes from a very humble background. His father still, I mean, the father actually does cattle rearing. Guy bakri chalata hai gaon mein. Our farmer living in a small hut. That particular father put little bit of an effort, and this son was a very capable boy. Padhai kya hai? Now those things he became a chartered accountant. He's working in a multinational company. From Bangalore, he uh, he went to US and all those things. But he's totally cut off from his father. Yeah. And he says, you know, I don't want to introduce my friends to my father. I mean, cattle there and job that. See, that's that's so bad because he's now become a Brahmana. Yes, yes, yes. But no, 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 no. You don't understand one thing. You have to be very, very, very clear. Whatever you are, it's only, 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 only because of your parents, your family, and your teachers. Be humble in that. Correct. Blessings will flow to you. Be flexible, folk, and then it's about you finding your passion as well. You pick up that one, whether you're a Brahmana, Brahmana, or yes. that one skill, yes. and then you go on and on. Absolutely. So there is this concept called swabhava and swadharma. Mm. So understand mm. what your natural behavior Correct. is. Correct. And it's all which you mentioned that you know it's a life possibility. Then you yes. don't go against nature. When nature wants you to be yes. in that family or do that, it's yes. automatically you. Yes. Yes. Understand this, and it works. Correct. Correct. So uh, lastly, sir. Uh, I wanted your thoughts yeah. on money. So uh, I read Sir Aurobindo's book, you know, his work on money, and uh, very interesting things written in that book. And he had written one thing that you know, money is just a vehicle. It's just a medium, and you know, it's not. You don't save it. You don't keep it inside. You let it circulate. And whatever you're doing for that money, it's for the higher power. It's for the universe. Universe is making you do that. So. From the right, you know, from the beginning, from the first standard till the till you grow up, you are being educated to earn. Mm. What do you think of think about this, and what is what should be the right mindset on money? So, India is the richest country in the world. Okay, maybe in the last few generations we saw wealth being taken away from country, looted, and we were left a pauper country. Okay, so we know this history. 
So what you are talking about right from childhood is talking about that few generations who have seen poverty. Mm-hmm. So think about we are the richest part of the world <coughs> and we are looted and we are nothing. Correct. I mean we need a lot of food to eat. Yeah. I remember the days mm-hmm. when you know milk was privilege. Today we are talking about you know kahan pe party karna and pizza we will left over. So this generation when I say uh, is a generation who has parents who saw poverty. But yours is a generation which is starting seeing richness. Mm-hmm. So the attitude will change. Whether it only too much available. You know I'll tell you yes. it is a fact where the dress that you used to wear I mean at least what you used to wear used to go from the elder brother probably to the next brother to the yes, next brother to the cousin. And even if it's worn out, they will still try and stitch it. So look at the poverty that we do have basics. And today, when you go to a shop, you say, okay, four or five discount. We have more dresses in our house probably which you have never worn. And I know that, you know, so that generation shift. Coming back to the whole thing, you know, money, and I'm so nice that, you know, you mentioned about Aurobindo. You have to look at money from a very spiritual standpoint. Yes. Yes, because money as a transaction, as a wealth in your bank account, you being the richest man, that's all fine. But you know, in this country, our forefathers called it Lakshmi. See, you know, when we do Lakshmi Pujan, it's a very spiritual based activity. I, I love the you know the business community, especially if you look at the Sindhis, the Gujaratis, the Marwadis. They start the Mohra trading even at BSC and NSC by actually doing a Lakshmi Puja. I mean, we have divinized wealth. And real wealthy people don't create wealth for themselves. They create right. it for a family, for their employees, for the whole village. So I still love the Indian model. The Indian business models is not about earning money. The education system made it like that. Correct. Correct. Because you know the Britishers, you know the most educated person will get a job in the British government. But we are not talking about jobs. We are saying that you know, for me, what I'm good at it matters. In fact, I know multinational companies and your education qualification, okay. But what can you deliver? Even MBAs don't deliver today. What happened? The education system at least till now was about saying that if you study well, you get a job. You know, it's all commercialized now. And I, I believe with your generation is going to change hmm. because you will not work for money; you will work for passion. Yes. And once you find your passion, money will follow. And when you have a lot of money, don't keep it with yourself. Yes. That's why we have the role models who say we need to distribute back money after our requirements to the world. So you are going to be a country. I mean, we are living in a country, and especially my generation, where we are born in poverty, but we will die very, very rich. Once again, you will see India being the richest country mm-hmm. in the world. Wow. So, sir, <coughs> before we end this, one advice to <coughs> everyone, you know, the youth in general, one very important advice for them, and which they can work on right away, not just for their motivation, but actionable. They can work on it right away. Turn to spirituality. I think the reason why, because so much of confusion, so much of opportunities, so much of change happening, you know, the mental level problems have started. You know, mental health, depression, the kind of a problem that is happening within relationship, expectation matching, you know. I feel we are the tipping point where either the whole generation can go mad. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one of my spiritual gurus. Uh, <coughs> was asked you know, when he was in America, so those Americans told me India should be a very developed country, progressive country. He said, no, I don't want India to be a developed country or a progressive country. Said, Why? And this is like, you know, America has got that whole glamour and yap and now it's starting. This about 10 years ago. So I don't want India to be a progressive country or, you know, developed country. Why? Because I find that most of the developed country, the largest professions are a psychiatrist and lawyers. Mm. <laughs> 
So what kind of a nation are we creating? We want to be wealthy, <coughs> a lot of mental health problems, divorce is happening. I get very surprised. We don't know how to maintain basic relationships. And let me tell you, human beings still require each other. Yes. So if we yeah. Very interesting, sir. And I think I missed it. You know, technology coming in, AI coming in. But that, you know, there's so much of convenience which these businesses are giving you. You order, you order something to eat, it comes at your doorstep. You order a cab, it comes at your. Convenience is definitely good. But do you think that the human emotion will go away? That that urge to go out for shopping, that urge to meet people and talk. You know, will that go away with that convenience with Uber and Swiggies and social media coming in there? So. It's an era of uh, technology. Yes. Now we are seeing the wow, the, the speed of it, the whole benefits of it. Nothing wrong in that. But remember one thing: technology without human input mm. is dangerous. So as it is said, you know, what is technology? It's like driving a car which has got an accelerator but doesn't mm. have a uh, steering or a brake. Mm. Got it. Perfect. I ask this question especially in a lot of the workshops that I attend. Which is those moments that you recollect? Were the happiest moments of your life? Which you experience, experience, and everybody has got a common answer. It is when I was spending time with family and friends. Okay. It was never in all alone bed home. <laughs> Nobody's calling yes. me. That's okay for meditation. But the reality is that human beings want other human beings. We need to talk. And you know, I'll tell you something. It is not only about technology. The greatest desire of a human being, greatest desire. I mean, I have to go to the extent of even telling you, last desire. You want your family and friends along with you. Unless yes. a person will wait for his son, daughter, grandson to come, and that's a happy death when they are all around. So technology is good, but don't replace technology with human beings. So human beings require each other. Otherwise, you go mad. And this is already happening. You know, when you go to Europe and all those things, everything is so fast, fast, fast. But the kind of a problem you have with the mental health. So since you asked about that, what is the one thing that you need to do? Please, please go and call up a friend. Don't WhatsApp him. So maybe WhatsApp is connected to ten thousand people. Facebook is all over there. But have you actually called up five friends in a day and met at least physically two friends in a day? And believe me, nothing, nothing, nothing in the world can replace human interaction. We require each other because we are collectively required for each other. Correct. Thank you for that advice, sir. It's really very required today. And uh, before I forget, just one thing which came up in my mind right now. Uh, when we talk about Chanakya and politics, he was considered to be a shrewd uh, yeah. politician, yeah, like yeah, yeah. with that mindset. So there are two things: either you conduct a business with emotional intelligence, with empathy, with gratitude, with humility, or you be brutal because that's also a mindset that a lot of businessmen have. You know, you don't. Care about your competition. Mm -hmm. So where should 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 you balance it? Or should this work? Or you know? So this is a question a lot of people ask me that Chanakya showed and this and all. Please understand Chanakya as a person and understand his field also. Mm -hmm. So Chanakya is a political thinker. Mm -hmm. Okay, and which is the field? Politics. Politics. Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, it is a very different world altogether. So imagine you are a politician yourself. Mm -hmm. Corporate, MLA, MP, whatever you know, you call it, PM, whatever. You are dealing with all types of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know a lot of politicians are my friends. Many of my students are politicians. If you look at them, they interact with at least thousand people on a on a single day. Mm -hmm. Imagine you have a person coming with a business problem. Somebody is coming with an education problem. Somebody will come with a morcha. Somebody could be a criminal. So you don't know. 
Now, Chanakya is a practical philosopher. Mm. Please mm. understand the word. I can't treat everybody equally. Okay? So, can I have the same rule for a person who comes to me who is a teacher? Is let's say a principal of a college or vice chancellor of a university? And I come, when he comes to me, or maybe I go to him, and I have about a terrorist who comes to me. Mm. Should I treat them equally? No. See, I'm supposed to take decisions, so I will say, well, he's going to You can call the police department. With him, I'll say, sir, please guide me how to change the society. That's why Chanakya's very famous thing is Samadana Danda Veda. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Samadana Danda Veda. I need to understand who the person is and act accordingly. Correct. So if somebody is shrewd and comes to me, I need to be shrewd with them and please understand the era that he lived in. Yes. Full of wars, Alexander was trying to defend <coughs> internal wars. Imagine you are trying to save a country from a war to an economic problem to a foreign invasion. You can't be goody goody. Yes. You have to get into action, make everyone go. But that doesn't mean it's bad. Correct. But it's very practical. At the same time, there's a human side of Chanakya which everybody misses. He's so much for women empowerment. He's so much for children. He is a teacher. Please mm. understand, he gave education free. In fact, he made a rule that if education is denied, the parent should be hanged. Mm. Mm -hmm. What a kind of a thing. My next generation should be educated. And think about it. We talk about caste and community. He took the person from a village, maybe the most uneducated, deprived person, gave him education. It is not only a Brahmana teaching a Brahmana, it is a Brahmana teaching the lowest yes. set of yes. Dalit of today and say that you have the capability of leadership, I will make you the greatest king of all times. Mm. So you have to look at Chanakya from a holistic perspective, not saying that it's, uh, this. Okay, just because your father hit you once or your mother hit okay. you once, doesn't mean they are bad parents. He was in so many other domains and that do with different domains you require exactly. a different personality. Exactly. Okay. So, what we didn't know about Chanakya is only one part of it. I've right. been spending my whole life, almost 20 years in understanding Chanakya and believe me. There are a lot of things I debate and discuss with him, probably I don't agree or disagree. There's a lot of things, that's fun part of it. Right? Okay. But the respect for Chanakya is amazing because whatever I am today is because of that great man's wisdom. Thank you so much, sir, for patiently answering each and every question. So many different questions from different backgrounds. I just had a lot of things to talk to you about. So thank you so much for giving me your time, firstly, and for being on the show. And I'm sure that there are, I think, from all these interviews I've done, combined together, there's so much actionable learnings which you've given in this one. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for doing this. So much.